You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. I have a question for Gabrus. What is your relationship like with your parents? Do you talk openly about sex? Are they around? Uh, my my dad is deceased, uh, but I do talk about sex at his grave once a week. Uh, I, vis- <laughs> I visit it and tell him about how many times I've jerked off and how much pussy I've eaten and stuff like that. It's uncomfortable to talk about sex, but sometimes it's important to get uncomfortable. Sex Talk with My Mom is the best mom-son podcast about sex. It's the only one as well. My mother is a cougar. My son is a clown. In a nutshell, my dad died. So my mother decided to create a YouTube channel all about sex, like all mothers do. And then my son decides to use my material in his stand-up comedy routines. And thus, Sex Talk with My Mom was born. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom, the only show where a mother and son will be talking about sex on a weekly basis. We do it because we love you, you little sneaky freaks, and we're talking in high-octane rapid mode because we are we have a phenomenal guest who, interview, who introduces his show like this, and I can't even talk like it because he's so good at it, and go ahead, Ken. His name is John Gabrus. Grab your asses, <laughs> pull up your pants, do a little dance because John Gabrus is coming on the show. John Gabrus is a hilarious stand-up comic, the host of several hit podcasts like High and Mighty, Action Boys, Raised by TV. Uh, yeah, a little FYI, we were on High and Mighty, and it was a rip-roaring, hilarious venture. So This is how he starts all of his High and Mighty episodes with like a, a wild intro. So we ask him to introduce us like he does on his own show. Uh, for this one, you'll get to hear his version. Yeah, and you also get to hear his... Uh, his uh, impersonation of Trump, which is pretty damn accurate, I got to tell you. Very funny. Yeah, we get into the sex talk with his parents, how he was raised by wolves. Basically. And uh, we have some very unusual stories about used condoms uh, and... Um, tossing the salad. Tossing the salad. And what about nosebleeds during sex? Well, without giving too much away, I think we've said enough. So if you haven't heard of him... John Gabris is an absolute hilarious stand-up comic that you should check out. He's also an incredible improviser. You can check him out. Well, I think I actually don't know if you can check out him out at UCB anymore because yeah, it's closed. Least. But during regular non-COVID times, you can check him out at UCB. He's an ass cat, which I think is one of the funniest shows they have there. He's been on Comedy Bang Bang. He's he's all over the place, this guy. He's really, really funny. He was ranked on Vulture's 50 Comedians You Should Know. I agree you should know him, so I, I really hope you enjoy this wonderful ride with John Gabris. What's up, cougar heads? Welcome back to another episode of Sex Talk with my mom. I'm the guest, John Gabris, the number one fuckboy from High and Mighty, but Cam and Karen Lee Porter wanted me to do the intro for their show, Sex Talk with my mom, so put your motherfucking hands together for Karen Lee Porter and Cam! Mother and son, podcasting duo, talking about sex, having big fat bearded comedians on as guests. It's 10.30 in the morning and my wife is on a conference call with her Co-worker! Hi. Sex talk with my mom. <laughs> I love it. We really appreciate Unbelievable. you Unbelievable. Risking the wrath of your wife. I'm in deep shit. Yeah, she's the one who's like earning money and health insurance for us, and I'm sitting here talking to a mother and son about sex. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've achieved my highest status in my career. This is what I've always wanted. This is exactly what you should have wanted. you got your priorities right. That's right. Very happy that you didn't know what's what's important. Gabrus, welcome to the show. Thanks for yeah, having me. Psyched. Doesn't this I, feel 
feel a lot like my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's deja vu. (laughs) It really is unbelievable. And I I don't know if I I realized when we recorded for your podcast, but your Zoom uh, handle or whatever your name is, is Gabris. And then in parentheses, it's gay. Briss. Yes. <laughs> that's, a re- that's, a, that's a recent addition is that my phonetic pronunciation of my name is now in my Zoom from when I've been guesting on other people's podcasts or like when I play poker with some friends. A couple of the, <laughs> a couple of the people are like, what is that dude's name? And so I just kind of figured out a way to make that my default uh, name here on this. Yeah, but a gay Briss is so... That, that's so... Oh, iconic yeah well you're talking to someone who went to high school in the 90s so i heard it all oh damn <laughs> i'll change my name though is that better no <laughs> no, no, no we love that name it, I, oh, no, that's a great actually my f- my first question for you out the gate was when i looked on wikipedia your name was you were born Car- carlisle von rappington is that is that real or what the fuck is that? Did someone fuck with my Wikipedia? <laughs> it looks like somebody yeah. fucked with your Wikipedia, and I don't even know what that name is. Because <laughs> we were like, we were so excited about that. Like, why would your parents name you that, and why would you change that? <laughs> yeah. I, I started thinking, did he take on his wife's name? But why did he change it from Carlisle to John? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Oh. Born, Car- oh, Carlisle Von Rapington. That's Rapington. why. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I, oh, not Rapington. No, uh, so you're, you're, you were, you'd rather have rape in your well, name? No, what I'm, was that? Uh, well, let's call it Rapington. But I was wondering because <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I think that's just a gag. When you have, Some, when you get a Wikipedia page, your... any page, anyone can just edit it and you know make up your life story for you. I think so. I think that's how Wikipedia works. Is that it's like an open source encyclopedia. Unbelievable. Yeah. Thank God we don't have Wikipedia pages. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Yes. I mean, I want one. mine is kind of I, weird. I'm just like, I didn't even, I've never looked at it until right now. <laughs> 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 some of the stuff is right and some of the stuff is weird, but otherwise, uh, and uh, otherwise it seems pretty legit, except for the whole Rapington thing. <laughs> it's pronounced Rapington, and it was my <laughs> MC name when I was doing street battles in Long Island growing up in the late 90s. That's exactly what I thought. Well, yeah. welcome to the show, Gabrus. Yeah. Cougar now officially Cougar Hunter. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you're not. You're not. A, that's not original. Oh, okay. A, there are quite a few of those out okay, there. Okay. Well, then this is what actually I prefer. <laughs> cougar victim. Cougar victim. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to be the victim of a vicious cougar attack. That's my lifelong dream. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> make you, it are, happen. Are you in a relationship with a cougar? Uh I my wife is my age. Uh, I mean, she might be a cougar to some people, but she is. We're we're the same age. She's a two mentally or physically, uh, or chronologically. Uh, I maybe she's not. Fi- she she's physically a cougar in that she is a large mountain cat, and uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I uh, so interspecies Ow. marriage. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> she she's my age. She's not really uh she's not really doesn't have the cougar energy, but she's a she's a brassy broad, I would say, is more her energy. Uh but and, I, well that's because you're stereotyping cougar. You know I've redefined it. Yes, the acronym. Self contained yes, com- underwater breathing apparatus. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, confident, wait, older, <laughs> unique, genuine, assertive, and macy woman. We've talked about this. So that's the that is my wife, but I can only use the O in older because she's like sixty days older than me or something. Oh. Like, Ninety days older than me. <laughs> Do you think she's more mature than you? Uh it depends. Uh that's 
overall, maybe yes, but we both have uh, our shortcomings and our strengths. We kind of uh, take you know take the reins on different things like that. Last time we ch- we talked, we were discussing how uh, typically you 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 both travel for your work, and now you're stuck together in the household yeah we're on why are you putting it as stuck <laughs> i don't know that was kind of the vibe i was getting maybe he likes being with his i love it house. but i will say it's a crazy time in california where you're not uh, can't go into oh. any businesses you can't go to any of your friends houses um and now in the last week we've lost outdoors as a location <laughs> yeah. in which we're allowed to travel leaving us with only our own and i'm a 38 year old man who lives in an apartment so I am in my apartment daily, day in and day out for the last uh, eight days with minimal outdoors time, which was our only saving grace as being Southern California residents. At least you can like walk your dog any time of the day and it's beautiful out. But now. Now, we have definitely gone through the exact same scenario because we also live in lovely Hollywood area of Southern (laughs) California. (laughs) Well, I do at least. Um, But and you're right. It's like. It's like a the plagues are coming down at us. Next thing you know, we're gonna have locusts or something. Yeah, for our listeners who are crossed. who are under a rock, uh, California is blanketed. Actually, the whole West Coast is blanketed in smoke right now. Yeah, it's and pretty it's unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. You you look at your phone and it says very unhealthy yeah. air. <laughs> I mean, it's not even like moderate, just mild. Yeah. It's like highly unhealthy. When your dog looks at you and he's like. Bro, I gotta uh-uh. take a shit, and I'm like, bro, we can, we gotta be outside for the minimum amount of time. Cause I'm not getting fucking. <laughs> yeah. I'm not dying, so I can carry your shit around with me. Uh, T- and- today, though, my dog shit in my boyfriend's hand. I don't understand no how that happened. Way. Yeah, he did. Is that a he trick you was- taught him? Like, how do you get? No. <laughs> how do you? <laughs> it's actually a great idea. He won't shit outside on our balcony, but he shits in. My boyfriend's hand on the way to the dog. Room. What the fuck? Oh, why he, why is he, your boyfriend's hand there? Because he's carrying the dog. He was, he was carrying okay. the dog because oh. he didn't. He was not up for going out today. He wasn't like trying to catch it before it hit the ground <laughs> for some <laughs> yeah, reason. I actually, he's trailing behind yeah. like a little shovel. <laughs> I have done that before with another dog that had problems controlling his balls. And like I took a newspaper and I like shoved it under his ass like yeah. as he's walking, you know, just trying to catch anything. My dog kind of walks while he poops. Like he like takes oh, he yeah, takes a full semicircle, so you have to like <laughs> chase him around. And every once in a while, you're like moving a little faster than he is, and you can sort of be like, "Do I just? I have the bag on my hand. Do I just put it like right underneath the tap and catch it and like eliminate even it hitting the sidewalk or grass?" And That's a great call. Yeah, a good fecal specimen right there. Every once in a while, you're just like, "Whoop!" Right out of the soft serve. Seal this bag up. (laughs) What kind of dog do you have again? I have a Boston Terrier. Though according to Wikipedia, he's a French bulldog. What the fuck, Wikipedia? See, this is somebody's really messing with you. They're very similar dogs, to be fair, but he is a Boston Terrier. It's pretty, but they are not the same breed, though. Why would somebody put down that you had a completely different breed of dog? I don't know. I mean. They also said my name was Carlisle Von (laughs) Rapington. Uh, Getting the dog breed off by a little bit is probably less crazy than fabricating a birth name for an act for a D-level comedian you don't know. (laughs) First of all, you're not a D-level. All right, you're you're at least a B, right? I don't know about that. (laughs) You're you're like one of the funniest people I know. Oh yeah, well that says more about the amount. Yeah, so say it says more about the boring ass people you guys know. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) What what is your life like these days if you're not doing comedy stand up comedy all the time? Uh I my I was always performing at night here and there and then touring and shit and now my life is a lot like 
I don't know. It's weird. My life is very weird right now. It's hard to articulate. I don't do much. I do a lot of podcasting. I have three podcasts currently running, so I'm doing work for all of them pretty Holy much. Holy moly. But Well, that is a lot, by the way. That, don't don't underestimate that. that. That's a lot. That ends up being a lot. And then guesting on some random ass like sex talk uh, mom <laughs> podcast shit, like doing all that. So like, because I feel like, oh, I feel the need to talk to people because I something I didn't realize until you know day 100 of the pandemic is that I really vibe off the energy of other people I, I guess that makes me like an extrovert or whatever and uh performing live for people and getting the la- like I miss that energy so podcasting getting talk getting to talk to like you know uh, acquaintances strangers friends like this has been my saving grace and also not to mention a small uh financial way to stay alive during all yeah. this so for me it's been and I've I've been I've struggled with like am I a podcaster am I an actor how creative am I what is exactly podcast and then like in the last you know several months I've been very grateful and honored to be a podcaster because yes. I'm able yeah. to yeah woo go podcasters it's pandemic proof I'm able to still do it I'm able to meet random freaks like you guys I'm, I'm able I'm able <laughs> but it, to so make literally people laugh. the random yeah. The random freak thing is—it's like it's—you're not just meeting random people. Like it—it's like you go deep right away with podcasts. Yeah, you talk I mean, for it's an like hour. You are, like you, there's rarely yeah. times. The reason I started my podcast, High and Mighty, uh, which you guys were recent guests on, episode hasn't aired yet. But who knows? Maybe when this episode airs, it it will have aired. But uh, I—the reason I started was because I wasn't ha- like. I had a long ass conversation with two friends at a bar one night. Just no one was around. It was just me and two buddies. And we talked for like 45 minutes about one movie. And I was like, this was like the best conversation I've had in like the four years I've lived in LA. And it was like the (laughs) deepest cut, like about a topic. And I'm like, Oh, I should start a podcast just and then I did it just to have our conversations with friends and then oh. moved on to eventually having our conversations with strangers who then by the end if we do each other's podcast we're technically married at this point. Yes. It's <laughs> yeah, true. I, I feel it's longer than we talked to most people. That well, but, that's well, your thing. I've talked I've already yeah, t- t- think about it. Today I've already talked to you longer than I've talked to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eventually surpass this conversation with my wife, hopefully, fingers crossed. But there's a good chance, uh, not until she wraps work for the day, that uh, the person I talk to the most this day are Cam and Karen Lee Potter. Hell yes. <laughs> you lucky dog, you, I know. you lucky, you lucky dog. Boston Terrier or be, French Bulldog. People are going to be so jealous. Do you? So I actually run into that same problem my, uh, of, of like, is, is podcasting really comedy? Does this count? You know, it, yeah. Is or does it feel like I need something to do during the day so I don't feel insane? And or because writing jokes is hard and it's like easier just to talk on the microphone. Right. Uh, is this less legit in any way? Yeah, I don't know. And that's what I've been struggling. I mean, I literally have been in therapy for like two I years have- talking about like what am I doing with my life? Like, <laughs> so, so wait, but but both of you, why why does it have to be labeled as art versus you just because if you get it's not as pure as the comedy that you like wanted to do, but at the same time, like if you eventually became a late night talk show host, would you be like, oh man, I'm not, I guess you might still miss doing stand up or whatever, but it is like, or doing comedy for me, which is improv and like stand up or whatever. But like, it's one of those things where it really is the same. It's just in your own head. It's like Jerry Seinfeld never That's had a it. podcast. Chris Rock never had a podcast. You know, Maria Bamford, well, she now has a podcast. A lot of people now have podcasts. to be fair. <laughs> but like those, those, those things where you're coming up and you're like, and it's just because the business is constantly changing. Like, 
when you look up to someone that you want to emulate in your career, if you have been doing comedy for any length of time, like myself, like people didn't have podcasts. So you didn't know to look up to like, that wasn't a thing, but now podcasts are a thing. And there, I'm, I'm assuming there's some comedy people out there that was, that are like, I wish I had a podcast like high and mighty, or I wish I had a podcast like uh, sex talk with my mom. And then you're like, Oh, right. It takes that to like reevaluate of like, yeah, this is actually a cool thing. Yeah. And also listen, like, Name another person like that has a relationship with their mom where they get to talk on the talk on video chat an hour a week. Like even at minimum, I'm so, I'm assuming you guys maybe converse oh outside of the podcast. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's debatable sometimes, <laughs> but we, so, sometimes he's very gruff with me. <laughs> I was well, you are collaborators morning. now too. Your family and collaborators, so that sort tough, of fucks yeah. with the power dynamic. You're not, you're not the mom as much as you are a co-host now. Yeah. Yes, we're partners. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what fucking happened before this. She <laughs> called me like five minutes before we had scheduled our our first meeting, and I was like, "Why are you intruding right now, mother?" Because I had a thought. When I have a thought, I pick up the phone and I and I act on it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> See, we're very different in our we're, di- we're we're very different in our approach to life. He's very like thoughtful and he thinks things through and he's very pensive about stuff. And I'm like, oh, I got a thought. I'm going to act on it immediately. <laughs> sure. It's called ADD. Yeah. In case you didn't know what that that's disease a, is. That's a standard split in a lot of relationships, whether they be collaborators, coworkers, parents, uh, spouses. Like uh, it always is sort of like one person is like. I uh, have this energy and the other person is my, like my, my wife is the impulsive one and I'm, I'm the Yang oh, sort of. Yeah. That's not, tr- oh, no way. Wow. Wait, your wife that's is pretty the surprising. One? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> I know. Imagine what that's like okay. for me, dude, if she's more impulsive than I am. <laughs> that's exactly it. Oh my God. Yeah, a, but actually that's kind of the, my dynamic with my boyfriend as well. Yeah. D's. Believe it or not. We call him D's uh, from the, you know, D's nuts. D's nuts yeah you got it yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with these nuts i'm familiar with those nuts baby so anyway yeah he's he's double or triple the energy of me jesus so you christ can just imagine yeah, yeah. that stressed me out a lot of buzzing going around it's stressful it's stressful that sounds very stressful well we what we like to do with some of our guests if you're down to to play with us is is play a game called mom don't ask that okay are, are you into that Some, idea me yeah 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 what what is the game? i mean i don't even know what the game is but yeah i'll play i'm shaking I'm these shaking are a, a bunch a of questions it, it, that my mother will ask uh that mothers typically don't ask oh okay and she's gonna ask both of us the answer yeah the mainly answer. you no, but basically I've, you. I've, I've, you're I'll, I'll chime in. I've, <laughs> I've heard his stories already they're, okay they're getting old okay so now- <laughs> <laughs> quarantine has really put a damper on Cam's story yeah i'm sure <laughs> the dating stories have g- grinded to a halt uh the, in this time <laughs> they, they really have I mean, Actually, our listeners how many are probably time, like, How many times can you tell your mom about jerking off on FaceTime before you eventually <laughs> have to be like, uh, <laughs> they all blend together eventually. Wait, have you ever jerked off on FaceTime? Me? No, yeah. I live with my partner. <laughs> like, I don't have to. <laughs> he jerks and off face to face. She doesn't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here we go. And I, I picked this out. Purposely, because of based on our last conversation. Okay. What three words describe losing your virginity and why? Um. Okay. Raw. Oh. 
bloody nose. <laughs> oh no way! No, I did not expect that. Yeah, okay, yeah, no. yeah. That uh, the first time I had sex, well, the first time I attempted to have sex, the first time the tip of my penis touched labias, I got a nosebleed, and uh, I was on top, missionary style, and I was 16 years old. So this is <laughs> over two decades ago, and I was on top, and I just got a bloody nose, and I. I don't believe in like signs from higher powers, but I was about to have my f- un- unprotected sex. I was about to have sex for the first time, completely unprotected. Oh and, wow! And then I got a nosebleed and like all this and like it, it ruined the moment. And I had was in my high school girlfriend's mother's robe that was super short with my <laughs> little high school boner sticking out the bottom and blood all over my face, just being like, "I'm sorry." Ah. I literally said to her, "I thought." I, I was trying to be funny and cover it up. I was embarrassed. I was like, oh, I thought women bled the first time. LOL. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And she was like, not funny. And I was like, oh. I would like, we, so we had this like whole. Wait, was she a virgin as well? Uh, yes. And so it was like this huge buildup to both of us losing our virgin. No, no, no. She was not. She was not a virgin. No, that's right. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so it was my, a big buildup, <laughs> a big buildup, and then it didn't happen. So then we went uh, like three days later on like our high school lunch break. We had like this, we had fourth period off. We like drove in her Toyota Celica to her house and had sex on a bunk bed and then drove back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and that we used condoms that time, and that was good on your nose too. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have, yeah. Uh, I you used condoms that time, but then we left them out, and I had to before her mom get home from work because I also had a seventh period off later on in the day. Me and my buddy had to drive to her house, break into her house, and. St- I had to steal my own comeback, more or less. It was like national treasure. Oh, my God. I broke into her house to steal my condoms back. Uh, what- that gives new meaning to the walk of shame. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, I just ran in. The door was locked, so I, like, uh, opened up the screen window, climbed in through the living room window, stole a bunch of tissues and condoms off the uh, coffee table, jumped back out the window, ran to my friend's car, and I was like, drive, drive, drive. And he's like, we're driving back to school. And he's like, Bro, and I'm like, what? He's like, throw those out. I'm like, didn't realize I got in the car and I'm just holding like a huge wad of condoms and paper towels and wrappers in my hand. He's like, throw them. And I just like throw them out the window on the main road on the drive back to school. This is how we find out. If you were the car, can you imagine the car behind you like getting smacked on the windshield with a fucking condom full of shit? Shit. No, it was cum. Sorry. Liquid gold. I, I've never understood how I find condoms on the side of the road. Like, what the fuck is going on with the used condoms? Just uh, People are fucking in their cars and then going yeah, like, I'm not yeah. leaving this. I don't have like, I'm not putting this in the ashtray for the next <laughs> You yeah. just ashtray. tie it off, open the window, bloop. Little 16-year-olds Evidence. fucking throwing shit out the window. The amount of condoms I left in a beach parking lot. I'm like very anti-littering, but like the amount of <laughs> condoms I've left in like a beach parking lot or, you know, situations like that. Like, because when you're in high school, once you get a car, you can't really, like it's weird to fuck in your parents' house when they're home. Like, because like your, your whole family's home. It's like, my mom didn't even let me like close the door with my girlfriend, my high school girlfriend. So it'd be like, Going out driving and then like fucking in like parked in front of like a fucking park or whatever or in like a <laughs> random movie theater parking lot at night just like fucking in the car hoping yeah. to not get caught. It's all we yeah, had. You, <laughs> did you ever get caught? Uh, no. Uh, never got caught officially, but on my junior year when I went to prom with the same girl, we had sex. We went out, we were inside at the prom after party. We we're like, let's go fuck in the limo. We went out, had sex in the limo. 
And then when we got out of the limo and we were walking back into the house, we saw that the driver had been in the limo the entire no, time. No, no. And we were oh. like, oh, boy. You made that driver's fucking weak. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How disturbing. I, I guess at that point, I don't know what the driver should have done. If he should have knocked down the like little window between the front and the back. Yeah, what is he I guess if my my guess is this dude has been has watched a lot of people fuck and it maybe is not even interested in it. You know what I mean? He yeah. might be to the level of like, oh, uh, well, <laughs> roll it up. Yeah, he's just like, here they go again. Just reading Condoms a fucking left. newspaper. <laughs> like, oh, family circus. Ha ha ha. I've asked Uber drivers about that. <laughs> I, I I've done surveys. Almost every time I got an Uber for the first like 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 twenty five times, I would ask the Uber driver, "Has anybody ever tried having sex in your in your backseat or your Uber?" And what do they say? And the, and I have gotten such great responses. Some of them, you know, barely could speak English, but they're oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've heard some good stories. And and like some would say like no, but I wish they had. And then others would say I wouldn't let I wouldn't allow that in my backseat. Yeah. I mean, it's, I got varied responses. I, I would be like that. I would not allow that in the backseat. Uh, if I were if, an Uber I, if I was if I was an Uber driver, I would. This is so shallow. It would completely depend on the the, the people's level of How? attractiveness. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was saying bullshit. I, you wouldn't like it, Cam. I'm a, it was like I have... I'm a heterosexual man, but even if it was two dudes fucking, if they were hot, I would allow it. You know what I mean? Like I, I just if it was two, bu- if it was like two busty people, I'd be like, uh, get out of here, get lost. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if, and that's just fucked up of me. Uh, but if they were, if they were hot, like that's just hot privilege. If you're hot, you can fuck in my Uber, destroy my Prius seat. Okay. You two beautiful, busty, broad shouldered lesbians that are in here. My two, uh, that is a fantasy. Although I did hear one of the Uber drivers told me about this. I think it was like, uh, a couple of girls and a guy and all this it was like group sex in his back of his oh my oh god man. what a confined situation maybe that was lift yeah oh yeah that I'm sounds like lift. more of a <laughs> mustache a lift situation <laughs> yeah it sure. sounds more lift like than uber i haven't taken an uber or lift in so long oh all right let's do another question then. <laughs> well, why, why, oh, no one wanted to know why we know why okay we, wait because i'm stuck in this god blessed apartment <laughs> we got it Got it. Okay. Well, I'm scared to get in an Uber. You know, who knows where the the last person just got picked up from the airport? Who knows where those people were and breathing and hacking all over the car? There's really nothing better than eating a healthy, delicious meal and feeling like a million bucks afterwards. And I know I can't do that. I'll end up making some eggs and calling it a day. You can do it, mother, with the help of Saqqara. And I have tried Saqqara, and I fucking love Saqqara. Saqqara, my friends, is our best find of 2021. They're delivering plant-rich, organic, ready-to-eat meals directly to your door. Chef crafted breakfast, lunch, and dinners. They change weekly. These meals are so delicious and so healthy. You know when a meal is good, Kim? When? When you cry when you're done with it. You cry? I felt such emotion when I ate this nutritious meal from Saqqara that I literally had tears in my eyes. When I eat healthy, I feel a healthy mind. It's a wonderful experience, both inside and out. You're going to look your best. You're going to feel your best. It changes your skin. It makes your digestion improve, your energy level. Along with their plant-rich meals, Saqqara offers wellness essentials for optimal nutrition. They got metabolism super powders. They got supplement packs that will deliver support to your gut health, energy, immunity, and healthy skin. 
I'm obsessed with Saqqara. I know. It's literally my favorite way to eat. And it's very colorful too. If you want to eat healthy, you want to feel great. And you want to change your entire life. And it's so freaking easy. You just order the food and it comes already made. Go to Saqqara.com slash sex talk or enter code sex talk at checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash sex talk to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash sex talk. It's yummy. I have a question for Gabrus. What is your relationship like with your parents? Do you talk openly about sex? Are they around? Uh, my, my dad is deceased, uh, but I do talk about sex at his grave once a week. Uh, I visit, I visit it and tell him about how many times I've jerked off and how much pussy I've eaten and stuff like that. No, uh, we, we, uh, we're a little old school and my parents are, were like kind of, I don't know how to explain. My parents uh, sort of, they were like the classic parents of the 80s and 90s and worked full-time jobs that included weekends and nights. And we were just like sort of like feral. We we were more or less like dogs. Like our parents were like, hey, we get home and we feed them and make sure they're asleep. But like otherwise, they're just like <laughs> at the house. Like I was like a latchkey babysitter at, from like the age of 11 on. So they were- How many, how many uh, siblings? I have two younger brothers. I'm the oldest of three. So oh, like- wow. you're, you're So you're the- authority figure there i was the authority figure okay. from like nine frightening from like 1992 till uh, 2000 oh wow <laughs> from the age of 10 to 18 i was in are, charge are, of the house. are your brothers like normal more, <laughs> more more or less one is one is like too normal and one is not that normal <laughs> <laughs> is that you're doing i uh, uh, potentially um but yeah so and my and my mom is you guys were like raised by wolves or something I, over there we really we really were. We were we're like feral children. We like just lit like in the summers, my mom was a nurse. Like she had to work and like nurses work weekends, nurses work seven to seven. My dad worked in television that he had to work three to eleven every day, uh, including weekends, holidays. Like, you know, we would have we would have to like Christmas morning go to our aunt's house because both of our parents were working on Christmas wow. or something like that. You know, like random shit like that. So we had like so for like a Saturday in the summer, my parents were like, you know, my uh, my dad was home till like one and then my mom wasn't home till seven. So or like wasn't home till six or like some variation. And maybe grandma would come over for a couple hours. But often it was like, Jonathan, will just hold, you know, hold down the fort. Here's twenty dollars for oh. pizza or whatever. And so we lived like that. So frightening. Yeah, it's absolutely frightening what was going on in that house. So and I guess I'm over explaining it. But then when my parents were around, they I found this is the way I always explained is like they tried to be a parent in as like be a whole month's worth of parent into oh, like the two oh, hours yeah. at their home where it's like quality time. Yeah. And as you're, as a kid, you're just like, leave me the fuck alone, mom. I can't, you just ask me like 40 questions in a row. It's not a conversation. So you gotta, like, was one of them. What's your name? Yeah. Like, which one are you? Well, all our names start with J too. So it was actually difficult for my, ah. my, my dad would always be like, ja, 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 you know, which one am I trying to call? Well, I still do that. Yeah. And so, we don't have J's. <laughs> Yeah, we do. We, got two we, J's. we have two J's, but you... two out of three J's. What do you mean we don't have J's, Cam? Yeah. You mean you're not a J? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. He's a J. not the J, but he's got it. We got a Jessica and a Jeremy. Where do you get that? You're, there's only. Well, I was just we saying that you, you, we have J's. You still screw up my name, and I don't have any. Well, I, that's because I screw up everybody's name. I call the dog sometimes the wrong name. <laughs> um, but so for me, we never really talked about that stuff. Also, I'm the oldest too, and so like that's something that like 
I think parents get wrong a lot is like when you're supposed to talk to them about it. Like you like, you know, your your oldest child is like your rough draft where you're like, okay, <laughs> all right, you know what? We shouldn't spank the next one. We fucked up, the, you know, or like right. I was the oldest one too. Yeah. I I agree with you. It's, it, we had to break all that. Yeah, my parents were like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that was brutal. I guess maybe grounding our son for most of his junior year of high school <laughs> didn't help his academics and also d- destroyed him mentally and socially. Uh, oh. But like stuff like that. Like so, I never talked to my parents about sex. Like we. We're raunchy in our humor around the house, and like we'll do stuff like that just to make my mom laugh and blush now. But like, and we'll be gross and rude, but like, we're never like, it was never serious. It was never like, I remember just like one time my dad finding condoms and just being like, if you have any questions, you can ask me. You know, like just that's oh. it. But like, it was all I needed, was all I needed was like, it's okay. Uh, if you have more questions, you can ask. Like, I didn't want to know much more. That's great. You didn't tell him about the nosebleed experience. No, I feel like, well, then the other thing that comes into play is eventually I become a like uh, comedian who tells true stories and harnesses his real life for laughs. And then my mom starts coming to comedy shows and then she starts hearing about, you know, trying to get a soft dick into a condom and it's embarrassing, <laughs> you know, like and hear uh-huh. nosebleeds and like getting a blowjob on the flagpole against the flagpole in high school in front of my entire grade, you know, like. All these stories eventually start coming out, and my mom is like, "What do you? How did you have all this action as a young? You know, you were under the age of eighteen. I was funny. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, funny, funny guys. Funny, funny guys. Have, funny guys have been fucking above their station for generations. You know ah. what I mean? Like, uh, my wife is an absolute smoke show. You know what I mean? Like, she's way, she's way hotter, richer, and more well adjusted than me. And I get it because uh, I, I'm funny. <laughs> Where did the humor come from? Did you get there from one of the parents? Both of my parents, actually, they're super... Both of my parents are super... My dad's hysterical. Uh, His tombstone's hilarious. No, uh, my dad... (laughs) My dad was, like, very smart, very sarcastic, very biting, and very mean. Um, uh, And which was... Mean? Yeah, his humor was very mean. And, I mean, he was just generally mean. He was mean in general. But his humor (laughs) was also very mean, which I loved, because he was cruel and funny. Like... My family is and still is. You have to have a thick skin, even if you're married into my family, because everyone, like roast culture, is so alive in my family. Yeah. If you show up, why? If you show up, that's how my boyfriend's family is too. I don't get that. Where, where are they from? Long Island. Are you fucking kidding me? He's oh, got Strong Long Island. Island. Yeah, right that's where that's where my family's from. That's why we're like so, that. That's a Long Island I mean, cultural thing. I know, and I try telling this to Kim because he, he's like, I don't understand the sense of humor, and I'm like. I think it's this whole family because they're all like the the most fun thing to do is just to rip each other to shreds and the family you know it's a long I, it's a long island yeah our family group chat is brutal every time my aunt brutal. misspeaks we all just like make fun like it's all gifts roasting the family no matter we like we have a cousin who doesn't talk that much so all we do is talk about how little he talks like one of my brothers yeah. is like uh, you know very hardly wound tight with anxiety and all we do is roast him for his anxiety everyone <laughs> just makes fun of me for being fat and goofy and weird like it's all yeah it's all and we're that's so i feel so bad i literally feel bad for him karen like karen lee i almost guessed is your boyfriend from new york because it's a very new york thing and specifically 
Long Island. I feel so much better. I think I, I, all those years in therapy were for nothing. All I had to do was talk to you. Bro, ah. I'm telling you, that's what Long Island is like. It's like if you have to have thick skin because like you'll go to the Dunkin' Donuts and someone will be behind you and be like, what the fuck are those you know, t-shirts you're wearing? <laughs> like, it was just like, yeah. You know, the guy at the bagel store would be like, all right there, big guy, what kind of fuck you want? You want full fat cream cheese? You know, you have to be ready for all that. <laughs> That's just how every, what if, what, everybody what talks. Driving, to, by the way. Oh, driving's a fucking night. Everyone just is like anyone in my family while driving just has a monologue about how dumb and stupid and <laughs> ugly everyone else on the road is. And like, look at this fucking. I remember my dad used to say the phrase. Used to call people mud ass. Look at this mud what? ass. Look at this mud ass over here. This fucking what is mud that? ass. Like he shed his pants or something. Yeah, something. I think it was in reference to a guy who had like a little shit in his pants. You know, like I a little love shit this. stain. <laughs> Oh my yeah. God! Yes, it's like unbelievable. But the driving makes me. I'm I, I'm hiding under the dash, like on the passenger side, under the whatever the dashboard is area because I'm so nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I know with what's you. gonna happen. There's everybody on the road are always doing something wrong. Is your wife yeah, from? Oh. Is your wife from Long Island as well? No, she's from Westchester. You met your wife in college. In college, yes. Uh, we we were the same major. She transferred to uh, school my sophomore year, her her first year there. She, uh, she, we're the same year. She had gone to another school for a year. So she was like this new hot girl in class. And oh, she, God. And we ended up, I like weaseled my way into a group project with her because she was hot. And then she ended up being like the type of chick that also does all the work. And I was like, holy shit, this woman is everything. <laughs> marry this and then I just like I marry her. hooked my fucking hooks into her. Uh, we both had sig uggs at the time. Oh, wow. So we kind of just were friends for a couple of years. But clearly there was like undeniably some level of attraction like she's she's like gorgeous and i'm not bad myself and so we were just constantly being friends and taking and then we started taking classes together because i'm and we're both we were both communications majors and we both liked film so we we're both taking all these film classes and we were like oh we should take them together because she does work and I, i'm like naturally lazy but smart like i retain <laughs> i retain information and i'm like a movie nut so she was like our forces combined we can like there was a teacher named C plus Susie that taught all the film classes and everyone called her C plus Susie because she was brutal. And we we're like, together we can dominate C plus Susie. So And get at least to a B plus. Yeah, so I started hanging out with like this beautiful woman. We're taking all our classes together. We're working together outside of class and oh, we're just wow. like falling for each other. And eventually dialogue gets heavy where we're like, we should uh, really start. So then we have like a serious conversation of like, I oh, I, br I broke up with my girlfriend over bef uh, for over one summer. Uh, the summer in between uh, junior and sophomore, summer in between sophomore and junior year. So uh, little did I know that was my like summer of love, my last summer of being a single person for the rest <laughs> of my life. Uh, and then, how do you how do you feel about that now though? I I, I did my work is all I'll say. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you wow. started. So, you know, when I got I got sure my did. summer. I got that summer in. Yeah, yeah I was a bartender you, and a lifeguard uh, at the. I was oh, a beach lifeguard wow. and a bartender at like one of the trashiest bars on Long Island for uh, one full summer. It was. Good. <laughs> it was a good you summer to started, be my last single you, summer. Yeah. Wow. But you also started really early. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I, I thought it was like a nationwide thing, but I, the more I find out about, like, I was drinking every Friday and Saturday night starting like uh, freshman year of high school, starting like the first Whoa. week of high school. I this was going is, to. So a, if, if you had a kid the in in. You found out the kid was drinking freshman year of high school. Would you put him in reform school or something? What no, would I would give. I would just make sure he understood the dangers of it. Cause like culturally, I, I think it made me like, <laughs> alcohol is not good for you. 
but where everyone fucking drinks it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everyone goes through a phase at some point. If you're a kid, like it, it made me like, it ended up being a social skill that helped me in my career is the ability oh, to go wow. out and drink and interact with strangers. And like, it's just something I've been when, and also by the time I got to college, when all these kids in my freshman year were getting like, uh, alcohol poisoning and falling off of this and doing this insane thing. Cause now they're alone and they're completely cut loose. Me, I had already puked all over myself, <laughs> knocked a tooth out, been arrested. You know, I'd already done You're all- You're a veteran for crying Yeah, out and so by the time I got to college, I was like a little chiller than I- I mean, I was still considered myself Van Wilder. But <laughs> I, I, like, by the time I got to college, I was like well-versed in the lifestyle. So it wasn't, it wasn't new to me. So I didn't go like- My dad always had this expression. The one lesson I took away from him was like, some giant NFL, some New York Giants coach one time said to uh, he didn't like touchdown celebrations because when you get to the end zone, you got to act like you've been there before. Like it's not a surprise. You're not celebrating. Oh, I come I to this end zone. I score touchdowns. So when my dad t- used to tell me that every time I went out to a party or to go out drinking for the night, he's like, "Act like you've been there before." And it's a minor thing, but it is a real thing that I've lived my life by. Where it's just like. Don't go like, oh, look where we are. We got to go ape shit. We're in Vegas for the first time. Ugh, champagne, vodka, shots, Coke, you know, all this shit. It's like, no, no, you've been here before. Just act cool. It's like, this is natural. Don't You don't have to go fucking out of the gate. You don't have to be a... Re- he used to call New Year's Eve, St. Paddy's Day, Thanksgiving Eve, all these days, rookie night, amateur evening. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, going out, be careful. Up. These guys are all amateurs. And he knew what he was saying. He's like... You're 19, you've been drinking for five years, you know what you're doing, just be cool out there. <laughs> but you then, know, that, So if you start drinking at 14, you usually start fucking by 15 or 16. Yeah, <laughs> like, there you go, it's a natural progression. Yeah, if you're getting it's, drunk with the cool girls and the cool guys at school every weekend, eventually you start pairing off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, pushed, I pushed my kids, right, Cam? I pushed, I pushed Unsuccessfully. Unsuccessfully, I know. I'm like, I you better start drinking now before you get to college because I don't want to have to worry about you getting alcohol poisoning when you get there. Yeah, yeah. like that's what it, my parents were so strict with me. They put me in a curfew, even though I was like the eldest good girl, like you said about breaking ice. And they gave me a curfew my senior year, the summer before going to college at 12 o'clock at night. I, I had that my senior year too, not in the summer. In the summer, I, I kind of let it loose. And then also, after I came back from freshman year, I like walked into the house. And I was getting ready to be my, you know, summer job of lifeguarding and bartending. And I looked at my parents and I was like, I'll fucking stay at college if you try to (laughs) tell me what to do now. I'm like, I I moved out so fast after college. Like, I couldn't afford to, but I still moved out (laughs) on a fucking Viacom PA salary just to not live. Because I I got my my upbringing was so. Granted, I was a feral child, but whenever my parents were around, it was so strict. Grounding, rules, make your bed. You have to say please and thank you. I had to call my dad sir until I was like 14. All these like stupid Whoa. fucking rules. So by, when I went away to college and I was like, wait a minute. I made it through co- freshman year of college, did all the things successful, got you know hooked up, met girls, got grades, joined clubs, played sports without my parents telling me what to do ever. And I managed, and I was like, oh, I don't need them. To t-. So when I came home freshman year, I just came in like fully equipped to be like, I am a self-actualized adult. Get the fuck out the way, <laughs> Joanne. I'm go- it's go time. Joanne. <laughs> I got to tell you, the first day I got down to college at University of Illinois, which I went to basically because it, it was you know, considered a, you know, sort of like a, a good academic school, but a party school too. Yeah. 
and I wanted a party. I just stayed up the whole night just because I could. <laughs> yeah. just, I didn't want to stay up. I just did it anyway. You know, I just go rebelling that I, I'm just going to stay up all night. Nice. Yeah, I did. I had very different approaches to both high school and college than both of you guys. I, I would. <laughs> I didn't drink at all during high school. I started I drinking. I wanted you to, though. You did want me to, but I think that's why I didn't. See, now, that, that's, that that's I like. That's my kids rebel against me. That I like. I like hearing shit yeah. like that. It's like, my mom says. Come on, get high. No. <laughs> yeah. But I no. think. I'll, you I'll show you, mom. You, were not into, you did not push weed on me. But yeah, that was, we we wouldn't get yeah. weed pushed on us despite we were smoking weed. Uh, but like we went, I remember being like my dad knowing we were out drinking. You know what I mean? And like picking us up from our friend's house at midnight, and I'm drunk. And then I'm realizing my dad is also drunk, and he's like, <laughs> "Do you want me to make you a burger when we get home?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll eat a fucking hamburger when we get home." <laughs> and you don't know why your dad wants to make a burger at midnight, but you're pumped. And then you're like, "Oh wait, he's drunk too." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. <laughs> My designated driver is drunk. <laughs> yeah, he has the accent, but you don't. I have an I don't get that. I do have a bit of an accent. I don't have like I have this accent. My dad had like a Donald Trump level, like oh, he wow. had a little nasal thing too towards the end of his life where he's like okay. Oh currently this is my son Johnny. Yeah, that's what he sounds like. There's, whenever you imitate your dad now, do people are people like, oh, he's just doing Donald Trump? Well, that's how come I now can do a good Donald Trump impression is because it's just the same as my dad, but with higher pitch moments. You know? <laughs> oh Look, I'm on sex talk with my mom. Some of these cougars, they're out there. They're having sex with young people. They're having sex with young oh. people. Me? I like them young. Don't talk to my buddy Epstein about it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish him well. Oh, he's just dead. You know, like I could do Trump because I can kind of, I'm not good at voices. I just, it's very close to my dad's. That is excellent. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That, that could be the teaser of our show now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Putting that down. Mom, do we have another? We only got to one mom don't ask that question. You got any more in there? Yeah. Surprising sure. no one, I'll just talk for fucking an hour if you don't interrupt me. So be careful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, here we go. What's the kinkiest thing you've done and would you do it again? Oh, I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, I've done a, t a plenty of kinky things. I've been with the same person for uh, a long time, so we've you know checked off a lot of stuff on the bingo board. Try not to talk too much about my sexual stuff <laughs> with my wife, bingo which board. means all of my stories are from eighteen plus years ago. But like, I you know I've I've had my uh, salad tossed, uh, which uh, <laughs> was uh, you know it's sound it it. There's a reason people like it. It wasn't for me, but it is objectively a stimulating experience. <laughs> I don't think we've talked en enough about salad tossing on the show. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't even know if I have a good definition for what what exactly yeah. is a salad toss. It's, 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 say it the way your dad would describe it. Johnny, get your salad tossed meats. Get your asshole licked or eaten by your partner, your sexual <laughs> partner. So yeah, I had like a a, a girl in uh, an ex girlfriend toss my salad at one point, and it was a wild experience. Was it discussed beforehand, or just did it just happen? It's usually uh, the f the couple of times it's happened in my life, it's been a uh, extension of ag aggressive ball licking. Ah, uh, yeah. It's been an inevitability, an inevitability to aggressive ball licking during oral sex leads to, oh 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 oh. Oh, okay. And that's how also you eventually end up with a finger in there. 
Yeah, I find for and and again, I'm speaking nope. exclusively from yeah. uh, cis het, heteronormative yes. sex. I've only ever had sex with women. <laughs> Unforge. <laughs> so kind of be politically correct here. I find I find men like I can find a man hot. I can say a man is attractive. I could be like that man is hot. But like for me, the ending of that le- ends at like physical contact. Like the idea of like kissing a man doesn't appeal to me. I don't. I'm not grossed out. I've done it. Uh, it's, I'm not grossed out by it. But like. I can see myself like I can be attracted to a man, but I can never even like the sexualization of it. It never gets to that in my head. Like I'm that heteronormative, I guess. Like I, I'll look at like Henry Cavill's body and be like, holy shit, like that it, it kind of are, is arousing. But I would if he was like, I'll suck your dick. And I'd be like, no, thanks, man. I mean, if Henry Cavill, maybe I'll do it just for the fucking story. Yeah, but, come on. but I don't necessarily yeah, have to do it for the bit. <laughs> yeah. What about, what about if the lights are out and you're not sure if it's a guy or a girl who's going down on you and tossing your sail and I, everything else? You what situation am I in where I'm I'm not positive who it is that's giving me oral sex at the moment? Because, like, also, like, I don't know. Often men's faces feel different. I guess, here, Carolee, answer your question. Yeah, fine. If the lights are out, Henry, <laughs> if the lights are out, and I don't know who it is. Henry yeah. Cavill can suck my dick. <laughs> you, I think you heard it here first. <laughs> we got the exclusive. Who I, the hell is Henry Cavill anyway? That you got Superman, a big crush on him? baby. Oh, Superman. Okay, but I, really, I, I'm attracted to him in the most recent Mission Impossible movie. He has like a mustache and biceps, and it works on me. Is like something about his old timey strength. I mean, I think this is pretty progressive of someone that grew up on Strong Island and has a tattoo to his arm to even say <laughs> as much as you've said. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, I'm, everybody was, is it the biggest insult you could say? He's gay, he's gay, he's gay, yeah. right? I mean, the, the, what is that? I mean, I grew, up in the, I grew up in the yeah. 90s with the last name Gay Briss in a... <laughs> In an oh area, in an area where people know what a bris is, because a, a lot of people on Long Island are Jewish, and uh, I my high school teachers, my football coach, who was also a teacher, called me gay boy for all four years I was in school. No, and way. several several different teachers, adult men, which by design, then my teammates called me gay boy for my four years. And the joke I always make is like I was going to become one of two things at that point, either a comedian. Or a school shooter, and I chose the first. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> god yeah. Thank god you went to the- Wait, so you are Jewish or you're not Jewish? I'm not Jewish. I've been to Is, fifty bar mitzvahs, but I'm Italian. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> yeah. it's Long Island, so I'm either Jewish, Italian, or, or Italian. Irish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's mostly Italians and Jews out there, and we're yeah. we're very similar. Uh, if I can, you know. I think so. The, I think the cultures are similar. The cultures are very matriarchal, food-based, guilt-based uh, <laughs> dynamics in a, in a secular it, sense. It, except Italians have better are usually better cooks. Yeah, but not when it comes to dessert. Italians give you fucking oh. dry ass cookies and expect I you know. to drink espresso at like eight years it's old. True. I like those cannolis. Well, cannolis no. are a very special dessert, but they're not the standard. Like Italian standard dessert is like a cookie made from like quick crete concrete mix it's got like it's like the thing a kid would never want it's like it's dry ass powder with raspberry jam in oh, the middle. I you're, like, you're like get this whack ass shit out of here and then your parents are like it's so good with coffee and you're like i'm fucking 10 give me chocolate chips and milk i don't need espresso with sambuca and a fucking trefoil cookie give me some real shit here 
Tiramisu is yeah. tiramisu is tight. Affogato is tight, but that's the shit that isn't like a standard. Those are Italian restaurant desserts. Uh, right. Italian right. home I, desserts yeah. is a fucking. We we spent nine hours making fucking sauce for you, but we have uh, the right. our, our dessert is an afterthought of just a tossed out <laughs> fucking tin of old cookies that you're you're gonna cough fucking dust. It's gonna look like you're gonna. <laughs> I'm not, what am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but my, you're absolutely right. I have a friend that, that told me the exact same thing. She's a big Italian cook, and she told me that the pastries sucked. Yeah, but but her but everything else, she made her own pasta sauce and the pasta homemade and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but the cookies are fucking whack, and that's something you I I, I had to grow up with. And then like Jewish people get rugula, and you're like, oh, oh. this shit is fucking yummy. And this is like, well, this is what it's rugula. What about mandel bread? Don't get me started mandel on bread mandel is bread. Like a, it's like a biscotti. I'm, oh yeah, I'm, yeah. Biscotti is like another thing. Your parents are like, I'm like, oh, uh, we're uh, we're having dinner. Like, is there any desserts? Like, yeah, we have almond bricks for you to bite through <laughs> with your child with your first set of baby teeth. Good luck, kid. It's like uh, I got, might as well coffee. give me a fucking high chair and let me suck on this thing for a half an hour until it becomes mush. Well, we've reached the end of our yeah. show, uh, and I love that we ended with dessert. How fitting. Salad. We had a salad. We had, we had a salad had course. Main, main course. <laughs> yep. And then we went to dessert. <laughs> we skipped the meat. <laughs> well, there was plenty of meat in there. I just v- didn't reference it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had, we had the hamburger that your dad was making oh, yeah, for you yeah. when he's driving home. <laughs> well, I wanted to thank you very much for coming on, Gabers. Yeah. But, dude. Guys, thank you for having me on. This was a blast. Yeah. I, I you st- it's amazing. Will you stick around for a little Patreon bonus episode? Yeah, sure, of course. And if people wanted to find you, how do they do that? I'm at Gabrus on all social media, G-A-B-R-U-S. And uh, I have a podcast called High and Mighty, which is free and has, you know, five years worth of episodes up. And then I have another podcast called Action Boys, which is a movie review podcast that is on Patreon. But we have a bunch of free episodes out there floating around that you can track them down. And then I also have the Gino Lombardo show, which is a quote unquote scripted like uh, radio show. Uh, on Stitcher Premium, promo code Gino for one free month. Oh, sick! And yeah. and that show that we're going to be on is called High and Mighty. If you want, that's to High and Mighty. Opposite. That's the main one. Yeah. Are you typically high when you record High and Mighty? Yes. Uh, I'm t- <laughs> were you Were you high when we recorded High and Mighty? What time did we record High and Three? Mighty? Three. Yes. 330? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, so fucking stoned. Yes, of course. I'm not going to sit here and high? talk to I fucking people. <laughs> <We're not getting laughs> high. Doing 1030 in the morning is the one time where I don't get high because I'm like, I have to exercise after this. But also, so I can't go right outside. Now. Yeah, I'm straight. Yeah. I'm, you know, like, as you heard, I'm like 90% straight. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you for coming on. This has been a yeah. real blast. Thank you, thank guys. You so much. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. And you little sneaky freaks, stay tuned if you want to listen to some Patreon bonus episodes. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.